articles, like the 30 questions to like, that they did that experiment with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which first of all is just like a really fun activity. Like I have all of the questions um, snapshotted on my phone mm-hmm. and we used to do it on camping trips. Oh, and then you fun. just skip the heavier ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, the last thing that you do is you're, like, supposed to stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. Four minutes? Yeah. Jesus. I know. It's crazy. Um, but it, like, is supposed to help you, like, fall in love more or whatever. Because it's, like, that intense. Like, yeah. Like, you know how when you stare at someone for long enough, you're like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to kiss you. It's like that. Or I'm going to slap you. Yeah. One of those other. two things is going if to happen. If you're Louise Belcher, those things are very closely linked. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Pottis Rippers. Woo! I think we're on to episode three now of season two. Yeah. We definitely post these all in order. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lainey. You see what I, I did? Looked, I turned away from my mic. Hooper is going to be so proud. So we've been given instructions on how to hold the microphones, and we're trying to get better, and I think it will hopefully start to sound better towards the end of season two, if not season three. We'll see. Um, but Lainey just did a beautiful head tilt laugh to show me her glorious profile just now. I did. And it was a very good moment. I um, would imagine, and I don't know because I can't see myself, but I would imagine that I looked like a Miffy or a Muffy or a Buffy or a Cookie from like Connecticut. Like <laughs> Muffy or a Buffy. <laughs> like, oh no, stop! Laughing at a joke Gerald. at a country club while I like gently clink the ice cubes in my gin and tonic. And your other hand is holding a very, very fluffy dog. Oh, of course. Naturally. Of course. Yeah. That's like about to bite your hand off. That's what your second hand is for. One is for a drink. The the other is for a a tiny dog. Actually, that is the life I want. (laughs) This started as a joke, and now I am utterly serious. Yeah, I'm actually pretty bought into that. (laughs) Um, So for today's episode, we decided to talk about My Beautiful Enemy by Sherry Thomas. I'm so impressed that you got it right. I cannot get it right. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, oh. I keep wanting to call it my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And then once I say that, then I can get to my beautiful enemy. My brain has to get my beautiful dark twisted fantasy out first in order for me to get to my beautiful And mine is doing the same with enema. Yeah. Because earlier, yeah, I was like, oh, the enema one. No, my beautiful enema. No, my beautiful (laughs) enemy were there. That was another really good head too. I know. I don't know what to do with my head. and I'm making you more self-conscious by calling it out. I am so sorry. I love you. Oh, no, it's Um, fine. But we're drinking mimosas. We are, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah, hence the bubbly, effervescent energy. Is that a thing? Yeah, totally. I think you absorb energy through your alcohol. I'll commit to that. (laughs) Um, So... Really quickly, the plot synopsis. I feel like I've read it the last couple of times. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? No, I don't really care. Um, So... Watch out for the mimosas. Um, Lainey. <laughs> out of all eyes, things. But not the mimosas. Um, so we, <laughs> this is the plot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's such a mess. We have maybe overshot it a little with the drinks today. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, this is the plot synopsis from Goodreads, which I think is where we found the book as well, right? Uh, Almost definitely. Yeah. Um, So here we go. 
Uh, Hidden beneath Catherine Blade's uncommon beauty is daring that matches any man's. Although this has taken her far in the world, she still doesn't have the one thing she craves, colon, the freedom to live life as she chooses. Yeah, buddy. Finally given the chance to earn her independence, who should be standing in her way but the only man she's ever loved? The only person to ever betray her. Usually one and the same. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't they be? Um, despite the scars that Catherine left him, Captain Leighton Atwood has never been able to forget the mysterious girl who once so thoroughly captivated him. Thoroughly. That's thoroughly. such a good word. It is. And it's one of those ones like um, like orange, where you could say orange, but you could also say orange. Orange. Thoroughly. Yes. Thoroughly. <laughs> thoroughly Well, orange. and it makes you feel like your mouth is thoroughly filled with oranges. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good mouthfeel word. It is. It's a great, exquisite mouthfeel. Um, when she unexpectedly reappears in his life, he refuses to get close to her, but he cannot deny the yearning she reignites in his heart. Their reunion, however, plunges them into a web of espionage, treachery, and deadly foes. <gasps> With everything at stake, Leighton and Catherine are forced to work together to find a way out. If they are ever to find safety and happiness, they must first forgive and learn to trust each other again. Mm. Very heartfelt. Super so, heartfelt. This whole book is very heartfelt. Oh, like, my God. Just to get that out of the way up top. Oh, my God. Um, and one thing we should note, I don't think we noted this anywhere in the outline, but um, this is actually the second book in a series, the name of which I forgot to write down. The Hidden Blade, I think, is the series. Okay, The Hidden Blade is yeah. the series. Okay, so the in the first book, um, which neither of us read, um, the protagonists meet each other for the first time. I think that they meet as children or oh, something. Oh, something now. like that. Something oh, weird. Something weird happens, but it's the first book is about their upbringings, his in Great Britain and hers in uh, China. Yeah. And... Um, basically is the telling of the story of how they got to be the people they are today. And when we were looking at these books on Goodreads and I think probably smart bitches, trashy books, um, we saw some reviews that said, you know, you could just skip to the second one. And so yeah. we went ahead and skipped to the second one. Well, and the first one I think is like a 0.5 novel. You know how like oftentimes like a oh, author I didn't will like that. write a series and then they'll go back and like write a prequel. Like I think Because you couldn't get enough of it the first time. I know. Yeah. Orange. Orange. Thoroughly. Thoroughly, Thoroughly orange. orange. <laughs> um, okay, so do you have episode titles? Um, mine is My Beautiful Enema Ooh. because that was the only thing <laughs> I can call this book. What was yours? Oh, I had two. So one was My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Duh. The other one was Wuxia Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, lady. God damn it. This makes me so mad. <laughs> I don't even want to put that poll up because that's what I want it to be. That's what I want the episode name to be. That makes me so mad. Um, so, so that, so, so that you guys, so that, so, 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 so that you guys, so, okay, so that you guys get the joke. Um, a wuxia is what our heroine protagonist is. Um, her name is Catherine <coughs> Blade. Cough, cough. Um, her so, but her given name is Yingying. Um, and she's the illegitimate. <laughs> I love that so much. 
she is the ill illegitimate. She is she is the illegitimate. I killed Lainey. It's like the time that we started talking about anal mini winnies. <laughs> oh no, there's no salvaging it at this point. Oh, I'm gonna drool. <laughs> um, she's the illegitimate, illegitimate uh, daughter of a Chinese courtesan and an English adventurer. Um, she was trained in the martial arts by her ama, which is her nanny. And uh, was sent to England to retrieve two jade tablets by her stepfather, who's the uh, uncle to the Qing emperor. Um, in the very first chapter of the book, we learn that she is uh, empathetic, protective, on the run from a villain named Lin, and a supernaturally powerful martial artist, and has also had a terrible tragedy in her past. Basically, the first chapter of the book is like exposition, exposition. She's on a boat. She's kill- She's attacking these dudes because they're attacking these women. It's very intense very quickly. It is. It's The first couple chapters are like setting the table for the rest of the novel. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot. Um, in an afterword for the book, Sherry Thomas explains that Catherine is a martial artist, uh, quote, depicted as they would be in wuxia novels, which is a genre of Chinese literature that centers on practitioners of martial arts who reach near mythical levels of power and agility. So think like so cool. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Exactly. Um, and I definitely uh, Googled it this week because I feel like the last two episodes I've been like, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm just going to go for it I'm obnoxious. <laughs> um, and it is pronounced Usha. Um, and Wikipedia's definition, I don't know if we need this, but um, according to Wikipedia, Wuxia literally means martial heroes. And it's actually an entire genre of Chinese fiction concerning the adventures of martial artists in ancient China. Um, so, which is super, super, super cool. And although wuxia is traditionally a form of literature, its popularity has caused it to spread to uh, art forms like Chinese opera and film and television series and video games. Apparently, it's all over the pl- place, and I had never heard of it before. I had never heard the term wuxia, but like once you hear it described, you're like, oh, oh yeah, it's that thing. Totally, totally. Um, and this is a semi-irrelevant side note, but um, there is a, during the um, the research portion of this, I was clicking around researching about Usha's and getting more and more interested in uh, the whole history of it. And I found that there is a website on the internet called wushaworld.com that is Chinese fantasy novels and light novels. Basically, it is fanfiction.com, but for Usha. Holy shit! Um, so I definitely want to maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna peruse through it and maybe pick a couple of favorites. Yeah, we might do some like some casual fan reading. fiction episodes in the future. Uh, maybe an entire fan fiction series. Girl, girl, girl. Um, so as Lainey already pointed out, the effect uh, of this is that this entire book reads like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, I was here for it. Oh, I was super into it. It It was was like a really fun, I don't think I've ever read uh, a romance novel specifically where the action and the heroine's participation in the action is such an integral piece of the novel. Mm -hmm. It was huge. Yeah. Um, and just to give you guys one example of just how much like a fucking action movie this book was in this one scene, 
Catherine is sitting in her flat in London and she's like meditating and meditating and being a badass. And then she like does a backflip onto a teacup. So she's like doing a handstand and she's balanced on a teacup with their hands. No, she does. What she does goes, she do? She launches herself like basically out of a handstand, like into a handspring and she lands on an upturned teacup. So like on the bottom of oh, a teacup on, on her it. table. Thank you for that eidetic memory oh, reference damn. call back to the previous episode Ooh. if you don't get it go ahead and listen to season two episode two you'll get to learn what eidetic means and that it is actually pronounced eidetic <laughs> probably i haven't googled I it, we googled it. <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 it reads like a martial arts film and super super fun um and one really oh wait i had a good joke and then we <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Lainey. <laughs> it was literally a tea service. Yikes. Thanks. Server serving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my exactly. God. <laughs> Grown. <laughs> um, one uh, final really cool thing about uh, Catherine's depiction in this book is that her biracial status. So, again, her mother was a Chinese courtesan and her father was an English explorer or nobleman or something like that. Um, but she's biracial and that is clearly a boon in this book. Um, it gives her access access to languages and cultures and experiences that she probably would not have had otherwise. Um, so all of the tension with Leighton, who is the male protagonist in this book, um, all the tension has to do with political intrigue and a mutual last of, lack of trust. And none of it has to do with the fact that she's biracial or Chinese. Um, none of it has to do with race, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that brings us to Leighton, who's our hero. Um, so while gathering intelligence for um, her Chinese politician stepfather in Turkestan in 1883, Catherine meets and falls in love with a man that she thinks of only as the Persian. Um, and when their paths cross again in London in 1891, Catherine discovers that he's not Persian at all, but a British gentleman slash spy named Captain Leighton Atwood. That's a name. I know. That is definitely a, a mouthful. Name. Yes. As is Thoroughly. Thoroughly. Leighton. Atwood. Atwood. Yeah. That doesn't really work, but still. A <laughs> um, and where Catherine comes across as the badass martial arts master, Leighton comes across as a nurturer and caretaker. He's so sweet. I know. He really is. And it's actually, it's very similar to the dynamic in um, An Extraordinary Union. Totally. Very, very similar yeah. to that, actually. Um, which I definitely appreciated because the lady takes the lead. <laughs> um. <laughs> And the 1891 English gentleman, Leighton Atwood, is engaged to a noble English woman whose name is Annabel Chase. Um, and it's kind of clear from the beginning that he has proposed to Annabel because he felt that it was like the right thing for him to do and it's what's expected of him. Um, but he definitely has like a genuine apparate. Appreciate apparition. Apparition. <laughs> Apparation. <laughs> Apatriation. I'm sorry, I'm done. Apparation. Just don't get spliced. Okay. <laughs> or splinched. That's what it is. Splice like that terrible movie with Adrian Brody, my husband. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Yes. Mm, okay, sure. <laughs> Fine. Um, but he has a, a, a genuine apparent appreciation and respect for Annabelle. And he, he knows that she deserves someone more open and happy than him. But he also recognizes how safe and effortless his relationship feels with her. Um, but he's just not a simple effortless, safe kind of guy. Ow, ow. Oh, ow. I will say really quickly that one thing that I did not like about this book was yes, how um, Annabelle at the end, like, because she was such a sweet... I don't know where you were going. No, no, this answer. is exactly okay. where I was going. Um, uh, so Annabelle at... Um, for most of the book, as Lainey was just saying, is like just a sweet, like nice girl who just found a handsome man who's nice and they're going to get married. And it's just like, oh, I really like how like non-tension-y that is. Yeah. Um, she ends up being a villain. I know. I, I hate like that. Like in order to let Leighton and Catherine and therefore the reader off the hook for Leighton having feelings that are like. Extramarital-ish. Extramarital-ish. Um they had, they had to, to make they, her a bad person. I think that Sherry Thomas felt like she needed to make Annabelle a bad person, but I feel like there are so many other ways that could have it, been worked so around. So many other ways it could have happened. Right. It was like so she falls in love with someone else. It turns out she's a lesbian. It, like Yeah. All of a number there are so many things. So that many could ways have that it could have been handled that would have been interesting and like like things that would have contributed to the plot yeah. instead of just turning her into the bad guy. Yeah, it was super tropey and super like expected. Do you know what I mean? It almost like, felt like she was writing up against a deadline and yeah, was, like, was like, this is the I don't know, way. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, how do we get Lynn there? Uh, Annabelle tells him, done. Like, right. Oh, that's so frustrating. Right. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> I like the protagonist. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Imperial China and Imperial England because it does contribute to um, like the source of the tension in the novel, like sort of the reason that Catherine and Leighton couldn't be together in the first place and why they have trouble trusting each other in like the present of the novel. Big time. Um, so a large portion of this book takes place in Chinese uh, Turkestan, which today is known as Xinjiang. And uh, we might be butchering this just pro- as like probably, uh, probably butchering. It. We're, we're doing um, our best. Um, so until the 18th century, this area, uh, specifically the northern portion, uh, was home to Zungar people. Um, and that was until a mass genocide uh, perpetrated by the Qing dynasty between 1755 and 1758 exterminated roughly 80% of the Zungar population, which is horrifying. Um, So also at this time, the first opium war uh, was happening. So tensions between China and Europe, um, specifically England, um, had been high since the mid-18th century, with the West rapidly colonizing neighboring countries such as India and Indonesia. Um, and a decisive loss and an unfavorable, unfavorable treaty with Europe left China destabilized and allowed anti-Manchu sentiments to form into outright rebellion, leading to 14 years of civil war and unrest. And the Second Opium War, which was the looting of the Old Summer Palace, the Treaty of Tainstein, and the Convention of Beijing. Oh, this is actually Beijing. Oh, my God. This is 
yeah, this is actual Beijing, yes. um, all further solidified, uh, justifiably, anti-Western sentiment in China. So just to wrap all of that up, there was, <laughs> was a, a lot. whole lot that was very of dense. anti-Western sentiment happening in China at the time for very good reason. And there was like, a, between in China, there was like inter... Um, what am I thinking of? Like interstate, like mm -hmm. the empire of China was also destabilized from the inside with various regions at war with each other. Mm -hmm. So these two pieces of historical context, the um, Dzungar region and then the first opium war, basically that historical context explains about 90% of the tension in the novel. So mm -hmm. Ying Ying is in Chinese Turkestan at the beginning paying women um, who acted as spies for the Qing government to keep tabs on tribal leaders in the uh, Dzungar region. Um, and then Leighton needs to pretend to be Persian while in the area because if he were to be a Westerner, he would be very unwelcome. Um, Ying, I'm sorry, Ying Ying is sent to England at the beginning of the novel. So like in the present version of the novel in 1891, she's sent to England by Da Ren, who is the uncle of the emperor, um, to retrieve the jade tablets that she's after so that they can locate this treasure and rebuild Qi Ying uh, forces in order to keep control over the Zugar region. And then finally, when Leighton and Ying Ying discover, each discover that the other is a spy, they have every reason to assume the worst of each other given the sheer number of powers vying for control of the region in which they've met. So these like kind of to our minds, these sort of like esoteric political dealings mm -hmm. um, play a really, really big role in like the tension between them and the reason that they have a hard time being together. Yeah. I mean, so and in that sense, it's, I mean, very much so different, but sort of parallel to the tension that was happening in an uh, extraordinary union that we were reading. Definitely. Because they were both, they're both spies. And well, so in this one, they're both working to very different causes. Yes. <laughs> so they are really on opposing lines in the sand. Um, but... Uh, that that is the cause of the conflict of the novel is their mutual complete lack of trust in each other. Oh, so the trilogy is actually call, called The Heart of the Blade. I think I said oh. it was called The Hidden Blade before, and The Hidden Blade is actually the name of the first book, the, like, know, point five. Hidden Blade sounded right to me, and for that reason. Um, and as we already said earlier in the episode, we elected not to read that first book um, because we had some reviews and marketing materials that had said that it was the point five, like, introduction to the characters that we probably didn't need. Yeah. Um, but all that said, in this book, uh, both characters are recovering from various forms of loss, uh, physical injury, as well as emotional trauma that stems from their interactions with each other in the, uh, the previous book that we did not read. Um, but there's a lot of pain in this book, uh, but it never reads as f really depressing. Um, the story is one of reconciliation and healing and building back of their trust that had been previously lost. Yeah. It was so, like very um like hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, super optimistic. Yeah. It was um it wasn't Empire Strikes Back. It was Return of the, the Jedi, Jedi. For you know? sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Return of the Jedi was like my favorite until I had the like emotional maturity to appreciate Empire. Same Z's. Yeah. I think 
across the board same seas totally um, I feel like that's an like a like a really important stepping stone to becoming an adult is like your transition <laughs> from Return of the 15, Jedi <laughs> to I grew boobs Empire and also <laughs> Empire Strikes Back Started made a lot more sense. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's the hero's journey. I get it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, got we just it. did Oedipus. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so (laughs) this book was so freaking poetic. Oh my goodness. With its use of language, Lainey. It, honestly. Oh my goodness. So I don't know if you ever did this, but like in my seventh grade, we had like core, which was a mix of history and English. And it was Mm -hmm. like a two period class. Mm -hmm. And remind me to come back to my incredible core teacher. This was the one that had us write our own soap opera. And then she would read it out loud while playing the twin peak soundtrack in the background that's amazing she was amazing but we did this like whole unit on um like japanese poetry mm-hmm. and like haikus and stuff i don't know if you like had that unit as well I don't think so. but a lot of this book reminded me of that which even though like, i know it's like chinese versus japanese not the same thing but like which is incredible yeah. in and of itself um just one really quick example this is maybe my very favorite quote of the last three years i'm obviously exaggerating but also kind of not exaggerating they made love with infinite care because they were fragile but they also made love with infinite ferocity because they were indomitable boom oh my god like just take a moment what just take a moment let it wash over you (sighs) inhale exhale <laughs> it's just that's so extra. Honestly, it's so extra. That that like inhale relaxing, exhale giggle a bunch was like the way that <laughs> I reacted to this entire novel. Like it it definitely veered occasionally into the realm of like too much and too flowery. Yeah. But like endlessly entertaining always entertaining and i will say that um so laney gave us all of that wonderful historical context earlier that as she noted was like a whole lot to unpack um and it definitely the book itself had that backdrop but it didn't go super far into detail like you had to go and research more to find out about it which i would say it definitely doing a little just cursory research on it it definitely was like oh i get why this is problematic now yeah yeah so i don't know on one hand it's cool that it does make you go like what is happening here like and it makes you do a little bit of research but it would have been nice maybe to get a few more little morsels here and there for the historical context just so we would have gotten it within the text um and also the goddamn flower of the lane oh my goodness it is phenomenal shit also their their dialogue i know their rapport is so flirty and cute it's so flirty and cute it is and also very flowery yes Um, and she like there's so when she and leighton first meet in like 1883 or whatever she is pretending to be a man during mm-hmm. her travels so that she doesn't she obviously doesn't have to navigate as much bullshit as she would if she was a woman traveling on her own through this like tribal region of imperial china um 
but like their conversations when and he immediately is like she's a woman it's a woman like he yeah. immediately sees right through her um but they're like flirting with each other mm-hmm. when she's still like in character and pretending to be a man is amazing it's so good um, one good. Do you mind if I read this next passage? Oh, please do. Because it's, it's stupid cute. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, it, so at one point, as Lainey was saying, he knows he knows she's a woman. She thinks that he still thinks she's a man. Um, but they're obviously getting very flirty with each other. So at this point, she's a little like, oh, I think he knows. But maybe he doesn't, but I'm flirting. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so Leighton is teasing her about her clothing. And she's like, what do you know of good fabric? This is made from the wool of the frost sheep, which graze on the highest slows of the heavenly mountains. And he's like, and the only wool from the first shearings of virgin ewes, of course, am I correct? Now he was openly making fun of her. She thought about brandishing her knife in a show of force, but she actually did not mind being called out good-naturedly when she was just making things up. And she says... My sword is forged from the adamantine remains of a meteor that fell to earth. And he's like, and Allah, the great and merciful, plucks stars from the night sky for your eyes. I do not doubt your very manly eyes, that is. Oh, my goodness. It's super cute. Again, it, like, takes a million years to get to where it's supposed to be going. But, like, I enjoyed the journey. I did enjoy the journey. I enjoyed the journey. It was, like, um... Like, you know how in a Quentin Tarantino movie you get the <laughs> ending and then you, like, work towards it and yeah. you, like, hit all the plot points on for the way? Sure. It was like that. But you're still kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm yeah, here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for it. Having a good time. I'm engaged. <laughs> um, and on that note, I mean, I feel like the spicy salsometer, Lainey TM, spicy salsometer level, not super high? No, so not super high. Easy. I think it's like a Pico de Gallo slash Nopales slash, like... <laughs> Just the like cilantro onion mix that you put on your street tacos, um, which but delicious and delicious necessary. and 100% adds to the flavor, yes. but just like not super spicy, not super spicy. Like I think they had, they had a couple of those like, and he twisted her nipple the next morning. Yeah, exactly. It like leads into it and then and gives then you like blue really ovaries, happens. which is fine. There's which, a time and place for everything. Totally. Totally. Um, so let's do fantasy camp. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you want to go first or do you want me? So I have, I will go first. (laughs) Okay. I have two castings for each. Okay. Okay. So for, um, Catherine Blade, I had Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh. Y-E-O-H. She, she's, oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like in uh, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She mm-hmm. was in like, I think in Hero and she was in um, Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She was one of mine. Oh, was she? Because, well, I think, or maybe we're, th- we are, might be thinking of different. Or are people. you thinking of um, uh, Zhang, Zhang Ji? Zhang Ji They're was both one of in my, both of those. Okay, never mind. I was like, wait, yeah. does she have, she, is she one of those people? Because I work with a bunch of people who have like their actual name and then their American name yeah. so that us assholes can pronounce it. Yeah. And I was like, does she have one of those? Um, Zhang Ji. Zhang Ji is the one I was yeah. thinking of. Um, and <clears throat> then the other casting that I had for Catherine Blade was Fan Bing Bing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't think of that yeah. one. <gasps> That's good. She's so pretty. Oh, my God. She's so pretty. And then for... Well, okay. So you do your Catherine's. Well, so, so I already Mich- did one of mine. So, okay. Um, Zhang, Zhang Zizi. Zhang Zi. Ziyi. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then the other one... So she's actually Vietnamese. 
so not entirely accurate. But um, Kelly Marie Tran, who is uh, Rose in the new Star Wars movie. <gasps> I loved her. I know, right? <laughs> and I can see, like, because I, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, I had a very firm picture in my head, but it was one of those ones, I don't know, it's sometimes you read a romance novel and you're like, it's this person, cast, uh -huh. done. And in this one, I, I saw them both, but it was... Neither of them were really actually famous people in my mind. Um, and then I remembered uh, Kelly Marie Tran. I was like, oh, that's what she looks like. Though. Yeah. That's exactly who I was picturing. And also the same amount of like badassosity. Totally. You know? That's why Michelle Yeoh came to mind for me because she's like so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like so cool. She's so cool. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then for Leighton Matwood, I had two castings, but I want to hear yours first. Um, so I had cardboard cutout British dude slash okay. this guy I know in real life who I can't name check on here, but I'll show you his Instagram profile later. All you right, know what I'm saying? Cool. So I also had two and mine were Aiden Turner. I don't know who that is. Poldark. Oh, that guy. So, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah, that yeah, guy. That okay, guy. For sure. And then Riz Ahmad. Or Riz Ahmed. Also Riz Ahmed. Who, also who, I don't know who anyone No, you is. know who Riz Ahmed is. He's adorable. Um, He was, did you watch The Night Of? Uh, I don't, I don't know. This guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, he's so handsome. He's also a rapper. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he's so handsome. Like, oh, gives no. such good face His, and neck. Why is he so symmetrical? He, everything about him. That's obnoxious. Like, the man rocks sweaters he's like nobody's so business. Beautiful. Oh, he was in Rogue One. There's, here's a, there's something you can relate to. He was Wait, in Rogue One. There's something you, god damn it. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, that's what I, I, that's what I recognize him from. Yeah. He's beautiful. Um, also, I love how racist Google is because I'm getting pictures of Kumail Nanjiani. I was going to say, I was like, pictures why is, why is of Kumail Dev Patel. Yeah. yeah, that's obnoxious. Ugh. Um, yeah, he's beautiful. He's so cute. Oh, man, yours are really good. That's, um, I again, with this book, I didn't have any immediate castings. Like, it was all just kind of oh, Look at him and Amy Schumer. This looks like it might be photoshopped. His profile. Oh, I know. That I know. nose could. It's so regal. Oh like he has such God. a regal profile. He's beautiful. Yeah. Ugh. Like look at this one. <gasps> Stop it. Look, look at, at that, that jawline. I know. I can't. Ugh. I can't. He's like, it's like aquiline. It's like yeah, Roman totally. and Egyptian yeah, all at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rogyptian. Rogyptian. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This is, here's yeah, Rogue One. That, yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. That's how I, that, that is how I recognize him. And here's him, him rapping. <laughs> here's his rapping. Yeah. Um, he's adorable. He's so cute. Look at those eyeballs. Oh, I think he and Rosemarie Tran could make beautiful Star Wars actor babies Oh, together. my God. Stop it. You stop it. You stop it. I will stop it. This has been Pod <laughs> Strippers episode three. <laughs> is that a good segue? That is a great segue. <laughs> you stop it. You stop it. Okay, I will. Um, thanks for listening, guys. This I feel like this has been a very manic episode, but hopefully we were able to provide a little more historical uh, romance. Uh, honestly, historical I blame the combination of booze and alpha brain. <laughs> oh, oh, I think it's actually true. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, 
Okay, so if you guys are feeling like you want to follow us on social media, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Pottis Rippers. You sound like my little brother when he was like, if you want to donate to JROTC, you can. You can. I have no personal investment in it. <laughs> but if you want to, it has been fun. So yeah. you can support it. Totally. It's up to you. Um, Make the decision on your own. You're your own woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are your own women and, uh, and men and and men, excuse me, and men and anything in In between. between. It's a spectrum. It is a spectrum. Future is fluid. Damn fucking straight. Um, you can follow us along. You can follow us. We can follow along with us. Whoa. You can also just join the Facebook group. You can just join the Facebook. Fuck. (laughs) Let's start it over again. We're a mess. We are a hot mess. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, we've lost Natalie. <laughs> you can follow us at Instagram at, at Pottis Rippers. You can join the Facebook group, um, which is Pottis Rippers Podcast. Um, you can also join our Goodreads group at Pottis Rippers Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Pottis Rippers. And uh, always remember to rate, review, and subscribe at iTunes. Um, And you can also do the same at SoundCloud. Yes, you can. You can rate, review, and subscribe, I believe, on SoundCloud Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And always remember to keep it lusty. Keep it consensual.